You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. I did not know Marley was coming. Good to see you, Marley. Um, my name is Kenny Zuchuku, and I'm one of the ministers here, so I'm excited to be here. We're going to get into the lesson. But before we do, I, um, I have some friends visiting, and I told them that I might embarrass them a little bit. So I'm not going to completely embarrass them, but I do want to mention who they are. And if you guys don't mind standing up, you have Theo and Jason over here. They're sitting over there. So you guys can sit down now. It's fine. That's all. I, that's it. That's it. It's over. It's over. It's not. But Jason, uh, I met in 2013. We were doing our master's in public health together at UCLA. And we just became really good friends. It's funny because we both do not currently use our, our graduate degrees that we worked so hard to get for our careers. But we did build a great bond, and we are still friends today from 2013. And then Theo I actually met at uh, this little spot, this little cafe called Cafe 70 Degrees in Culver City. Has, has anyone been there before? Yeah, if you live in Culver City, you know what I'm talking about. So we were, I was sitting there with, I think, Timothy and Akeen, and I don't know if there's if there's anyone else there, and we're just having a random conversation about God, and Theo happened to listen into that conversation. Now, I said the word listen in. That's going to be a word that we're going to use throughout the sermon today, listen in. So he listened in. So he was eavesdropping on our conversation. Now, normally that would be a problem if you have something secret to hide, but as I'm sharing the word of God, the gospel, that's not something we're going to hide, right? We want everyone to hear it. So he overheard the conversation, and after we were done praying, he walked over and said, Hey, do you guys go to church? Do you guys are a part of a group? And we just had this conversation. And ever since then, we've been meeting up every week and having Bible studies. Isn't that incredible? So Theo is on his journey, and it's great to have him here. We're able to build good friendships. And also here, I didn't realize he was going to be here, but he kind of snuck in, and he went over to the side, is this man named Jeff Walling. Now, he is a uh, big deal at Pepperon. He probably hates me saying that, uh, but he's here and so grateful for our friendship. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for your support. And I know you wanted to go incognito, but too late. So I'm grateful to be here. I want to welcome you all. Today, we're going to be continuing our series called Built on Trust. Built on Trust. Two weeks ago, Marvin and Sharice Lucas, you guys remember them? They came in and they shared powerfully from their lives, and they talked about entrustment. This idea of giving someone trust who may not deserve it, who's done nothing to earn it, but giving them trust. And then oh, last week, we had Steve Lounsbury, our ministry leader here, and he came and he talked about demonstrating respect. And he talked about the intergenerational divide that can happen because of a lack of respect. It says younger people need to respect older people. And older people need to respect younger people. And he spoke about that. It moved my heart. So these two ministers have done a great job continuing this series. And today, the title of my lesson is called Listen First. Listen First. First, so we're going to talk about listening today, similar to how Theo listened when he was at Cafe 70 Degrees. I hope that today I can inspire you to listen as well. Let's turn our Bibles over to Mark chapter 9. And before we get into the word, I'm going to pray. Let's bow our heads. 
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to come before you. I know that there's a lot on my mind this morning. I'm trying to sift out all the distractions to just focus on communicating your word. Focus on preaching your word. It's so easy to listen to the voices in my head that are taking me away from your love, from your truth, from your grace. Lord, I pray that you can speak through me this morning. I am not a worthy servant, Lord, but I'm here. I'm a willing servant to communicate your word, to communicate an aspect of your heart. And I pray that everyone here, no matter where they're coming from, can can take the time to just step aside themselves and say, what are you saying? And that they can listen to you. I love you. I pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And we'll start in verse 2. It reads, After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared. And covered them. And a voice came from the cloud. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. You know, truly listening, truly hearing someone is one of the most coveted and great gifts that you can ever give anyone. Did you know that? I didn't know that for years. That truly listening to someone is one of the most coveted and great gifts that you can give anyone. And to define listening, because maybe some of you have different perceptions of it, I'm going to define it for us. Listening, to listen, means not only to genuinely seek to understand another person's thoughts, feelings, experience, and point of view, but to do it before you diagnose any problems, you influence any decisions, or you prescribe any solutions. In other words, it means one goes out of his or her way to make sure that someone feels heard 
and understood. In Stephen Covey's book, The Speed of Trust, he states that the principles behind listening include understanding, respect, and mutual benefit. And to shorten this, I believe that when we listen, we build trust. When we listen, we build trust. The other day I was uh, walking out in my neighborhood. Now, I live in a neighborhood where, um, you know, there's a super friendly neighborhood, right? And there are people there that if you, if you make eye contact with them, it's going to be a five to ten minute conversation. And then you have those other neighborhoods where if you make eye contact with someone, they'll look away quickly and act like they didn't see you, right? So my neighborhood is in between the two. It's perfect for me. Because I don't want to have a 10-minute conversation, but I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, looking down on anyone in any way, right? So I go, and what it, it's, it's purely this. You walk, you say, hey, what's up? Hey, and then you keep going. So I was going for a walk the other day, like I normally do. It was a prayer walk. And I see some people, you know, the first 10 people, perfect, just like our neighborhood. Hey, how's it going? Keep walking. Hey, you look good. Keep walking. Hey, I haven't seen you in a week. Keep walking. But then I run into someone who wasn't in my neighborhood. He was a, they were filming a show, I think Euphoria. And they have these, they have these people that just set up and there's security. They like guard the, they guard our, our, our streets, you know? So I'm like, this is my street. But they're there. So I, thinking, alright, maybe he, he's learned, he's been here for a week, maybe. He's learned how our neighborhood does things. So I walk to him and say, hey, what's up? And he said, hey, how's it going? My name is, and he just starts talking to me. And I'm thinking, I have a meeting in 10 minutes. I can't sit here. I didn't say this to him in my head. I can't sit here and, and listen to him. I don't have time to listen to him. And I remember everything in me was like, I need to get out of this conversation. So I wasn't listening. And then I, I reached a point where I'm like, wow, I'm about to preach on this. You know the moments where you're actually realizing what you're doing in your body? It's like you get outside your body to look at yourself, what you're doing. That's what I was, and I'm like, wait a minute. What if I just, what if I just listened to you? So I did. I was really late to my meeting, but I listened to him. And we had a conversation. And he was sharing to me about how much he doesn't trust church. Because we went, we dove in. He wanted to talk, so we dove in. And I told him that I'm a minister. And then he said, you know what? My mom raised me. And she told me this is the right thing to do, but I've had so many bad experiences. And I just don't know if I can trust the church anymore. And I remember I was listening. I was like, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's a story I hear all the time as a minister. So I'm there listening. And I said, hey. What if you'd be, would you be willing just to take my number? You don't have to, I don't have to take yours. I'll just give you my number. And if you ever want to talk, I'm willing to listen. So I gave him my number. He texted me right away. And it was such an encouraging interaction because it reminded me that listening is so powerful. But oftentimes, we don't have time, right? We've got other things to do. You know, Jesus spent a lot of time listening listening and trying to persuade and convince and motivate people 
to listen to his word. You see, I was with the Yo Pro ministry the other night, and we had this activity, and we were going around, and I said, talk to the person in front of you while they're talking to the person in front of them, and see if you can listen to them. And obviously it failed, right? Because you can't talk and listen at the same time. But Jesus spent his time trying to help people listen, because he knew that if they could just hear his words, it might change their life. His content was always solid. He never needed people to work on his content. He needed people to listen to his content. And I think Jesus knew that everyone wants to be listened to. Everyone wants to feel like someone is paying attention to them. So in Mark chapter 9, verse 2 to 8, It paints this incredible picture of him taking his disciples up this mountain, this high mountain, right? And he's going up and up and up, and then he gets on top, and then he shows them something that he didn't show anyone else. And it says that he was transfigured before them. And that word transfigured in the Greek is metamorpho, which is where we get metamorphosis from. He changes right before their eyes. And then Peter says, stuff. He was, he was overwhelmed. And then this cloud, and then a voice roaring from the cloud. This is my son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Listen to him. Some of the most simple things in this world are often the most difficult things to follow. Am I right? We presumably know of no naturalistic explanation or account for what the disciples witnessed, but what, what, what the disciples witnessed. But Jesus had their attention. They are now zoned in. They are now focused. I have a question for you. Do you listen to Jesus? They're like, yeah, of course, I'm a Christian. That's not what I asked. I didn't ask if you're a Christian or what, how you self-identify. I asked you, do you listen to Jesus? When you open up his words... Are you listening for every single thing he's trying to say? Or do you bring your preconceived 21st century notions and put it into the text so you can hear what you want to hear? There's a difference. Without judging, without trying to offer Jesus solutions, do you just listen to the words and try to understand them? If you're visiting with us today, I know that might seem like a tall task, but you want to be listened to, right? I hope you do. So if you want to be listened to, wouldn't it be fair to listen to other people? All I'm asking is for you to listen to Jesus. Actually, truly listen to him. For those of you who are Christians and think you know everything about Jesus already, (laughs) I love you guys.
I'm also asking you to listen to Jesus. And rather than opening his word and adding your own commentary to it, maybe just taking a couple minutes a day and just reading and saying, I have no judgment here. I'm not trying to figure something out. I'm not trying to prepare a lesson or tell this person what they need to hear. I just want to listen. Jesus talked about listening. In Luke 8, verse 17, he says, There is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you what? Listen. John 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. John 18, verse 37. The reason, oh, you're going to love this one. The reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth, what? Listens to me. Wow. Did you hear that? Did you just hear what I just, did you just hear that? Man, we just take time and listen first. The things we could see. The things we could do. Now, we know what the opposite of listening first is, right? We all know what that feels like. I think you do. The opposite is someone listening last, speaking first and listening last, right? We've all, who's experienced that? Where someone's just speaking, you're like, ah, and you, just wait. You, you don't think that they're listening to you or just not listening at all, right? They just reject you completely, which we're not going to talk about today. What we do most of the time in the church and outside the church is what I call pretend listening. When one spends listening time, thinking about his or her reply, and just waiting for their turn to speak. You guys know what I'm talking about? If you say no, you're probably lying. This is almost how we've been trained, right, in school. You're hearing all this content. You don't have that much time to listen to it, so you're taking notes, right, students? You're like, right, every single, oh, some of you don't take notes at all. You're just, you know. But the, the studious ones, you're taking notes. You're trying to figure out every single word. But you're missing the person communicating the message. Or maybe if you're married, uh-oh, you know how it is listening to your husband over and over again, right? When he talks about sports. Or his car, or whatever he talks about. Medic, manicure, pedicure, I don't know. Different guys do different things. Or women. You know how it is when your husband isn't listening to you. You can tell, you know, and yet some of you still keep talking. Because you want them to listen to you, right? You're waiting for them to turn and pay attention to you. Pretend listening. We see it most prominently in major news networks or popular sports shows like First Take. It's become a major form of entertainment for me, to be honest with you. 
the idea that you are ultimately uninfluenced by what others have to say, no matter what they say. Whew. That's laughable to me. That we could be created by God and have something inside us to communicate, and someone doesn't even want to listen. So often our problems come because we don't really listen first. In our work, in our school, and with our spirituality, scriptures also make a distinction between the different types of listening. Did you know that? Scriptures are amazing. They distinguish between the different types of listening. So what I'm sharing with you isn't anything new. If you go to the next slide, there's these two Greek words. Take us back to school a little bit. Akuo. Can we all say akuo? That's the word on the uh, left, your left. And then akrotes. Can everyone say akrotes? So in this, in a book called James, they talk about listening. And in James chapter 1, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. And the Greek word is akuo. It's the most predominant word for listen in the New Testament. But if you go just a couple verses later, we have James 1 verse 22. And it says, Do not merely listen, akrotes, to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. So what's the point? There's a different way of listening. And in Scripture, it clarifies that because he uses the word, a different Greek word, to show us that you're not really listening. You're pretend listening. So he says the way you listen, you listen, you do it, right? That's how you listen. Akuo. But a lot of times we practice akrotes. All right, I'm ready to move on to this point. Let's, let's finish it out here. I think we Christians pretend to listen to God more than we actually listen to him. We want him to hear our perspective. We want him to hear our views. We want him to hear our feelings, which he wants to do, by the way, and we'll get to that. But we want the, him to hear all of our stuff before we truly consider his word, his gospel. And it's destroying the church. Oh, my goodness. It destroys marriages. It destroys friendships. Because pretend listening is not listening at all. And the greatest gift you can give someone is what? When we choose not to listen, we destroy trust. I think for those of you who aren't Christians, again, speaking to a mixed crowd, we often are so turned off to religion that we stop listening to God. And I beg you, don't do that. Because you're not turning yourself off to Jesus. You're turning yourself off to people who are not representing him. Listen to Jesus. Listen to him. Let's go back to Mark. I think it's vital that we listen first. Peter, let's talk about Peter for a bit. Is that okay? And we'll close things out soon. Verse 5. Peter said, 
to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Next slide. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. For those of us visiting today and those of us who are having a, a, maybe a guilt or shame complex with God, I want to affirm you that it's a very scary thing to come before the living God. I affirm that completely. And that's what they were doing. They came before the living God. And when you grow up in church and you've been in in such a community that's been safe and, and nice and free, sometimes you forget how daunting that experience was. We forget. But when you've been involved in Bible studies with people, when you're getting to the word with people that don't know Christ and are trying to figure out who he is, it constantly reminds you just how daunting it is to come before the living God. This is no joke. We're coming and we're sharing everything inside of us. We're, we're giving him our life. This is no joke. We're being more vulnerable than we ever have before. This is no joke. He sees it anyway, but we're choosing to come before him. You guys got me? That's a scary thing. Peter totally failed to grasp the significance of the occasion. When he asked to build shelters, shelter for what? You're not staying here, Peter. I can just, sometimes I'm like, what's Jesus thinking? You know, what would he say? Like, come on, Peter, you know? Peter failed to grasp. We know later on Peter got those keys in the kingdom, though. So that's hope for us. But he was scared. He was fearful to come before God. I need a couple volunteers. Who would like to volunteer? I need two volunteers. All right, we'll go with the uh, guy in the back, Albert. Okay, is that Nicole? All right. And we can do one more. Yeah, come on up. Which? All right, let's give a round of applause for these three. All right, let's introduce yourselves, and then we're going to have... Um, how about we have you two? You guys will be on this, these two mics, and then I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. All right. So let's introduce ourselves real quick. How you doing? I'm Chris. I'm from the South Florida Church of Christ. I'm visiting my sister. They live like two blocks from here. So, yeah. Awesome. Chris? Chris, I'm going to position you in between the two right behind. Are these mics on? Can they speak into them? Okay. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Nicole. I'm coming from the Simi Church. This is my second week here. All right. There's Nicole. Last but not least, uh, I'm Albert. I go to the Westside Campus Ministry. All righty. So they're going to play a little game, all right? And we're going to see if we can demonstrate this. I'm going to I'm going to blow this bat up. I'm I'm terrible at this, by the way. You gotta bite it. There you go. Oh, Kenny. It's our minister, guys. Hi, Albert. How are you? I'm doing good, Nicole. How are you? Can I blow I'm this thing? Am I... Do you need help? I like your shoes. Thank you. So do I. I like yours. Thanks. They're Hella Kitty Docs. Mm, that's nice. I'm so sorry. Remind me of your name again? Chris. Chris. Okay, Kenny. Kenny. Need... Okay, Kenny. Need help? 
I'm going to try a different way here. Kenny, you have three degrees. There you go. Okay. 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 All right, I did it. So this is a fact, <laughs> if you didn't notice, right? So there's this game called Poetry of Neanderthals. Have you guys played this game before? They did not pay me for this, by the way. So what we're going to be doing is playing a quick rendition of this game, all right? So you're going to be the guy. Have you played this before? No. Have any of you guys played this before? Yes. Perfect. Oh, you have? So you're going to guess then. So Albert will be the one guessing, okay? He'll be the one guessing, okay? And Nicole, you're going to be the one, or do you want to explain or guess? Yes, either one. All right, you'll guess, and Nicole, you're going to be explaining him what's going to be on the card, all right? So basically how this game works is really simple. On the card, there's going to be a word, and just go for the one-point words, okay? Just one-point words. All right, maybe actually, Albert, you explained to Nicole. I don't want her to get hit today. Okay, so so what we're going to do is you're going to explain the word to your partner. So these guys are partners, all right? Now you, you are going to hit the person who makes a mistake. So the person that's explaining it, you're going to hit that person, okay? Don't hold back. Don't hold back, Nicole says. All right. Wait, she's not getting hit. Oh, I thought I was. But still, don't hold back still. Okay. You're explaining it? I'm explaining it. All right, so I have the cards here. Yeah, you're going to close that. So what you're going to do is you can only use one-syllable words to describe the card, what's on the card. Does that make sense? One-syllable words. So you can't use two-syllable words. I have to explain that every time. If you use two-syllable words or three or anything more than one, you get hit. And once you get hit, you lose points. We're not going to keep track of points today. It's too much time. But we just want to practice this and to see how it goes, all right? So let's start with that. You ready? She doesn't even remember. Yo, it depends on what you want. You want to explain? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. She gets hit. I have to guess it. Okay. All right. So... We're not going to put the word on the screen yet. I want you guys to know the word, but this monitor is up, this monitor is up over here, so I don't want them to see it. All right. How about you turn towards uh, Nicole right. and don't look that way? You can move all the way. You can angle the mic differently. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. All right. So we're going to see how this goes, and then you can put the, the, the word up on the screen now. So Albert has to guess the word on the screen. Does that make sense? Now, if he says more than a one-syllable word or if he says the word on the card – on accident or anything a part of it that could be hinting to it, or use any gestures of movements, he gets hit. So I always tell people, uh, act first and ask for forgiveness later. That's fine. Okay? So you ready? I'm always ready. I'm ready. You can hold the cards. King, queen, house. Castle. All right. Next one. Let's go. Show. TV. Play. Act. Theater. Act. Nope, she said act. That makes sense. Um, you got to get ready, though. You're not ready to hit. Um, there we go. Dance, bass. Musical? Um, watch. Opera? Okay, so let's pause here, all right? So that was a good practice round. That was a good practice round. So now we're going to close it out. We're going to close it out here. So now we're going to change it up. 
You only have 10 seconds per card. You guys catching? You 10 seconds per card. One syllable words. Now, if you go past 10 seconds and you don't get the card, you get hit. Does that make sense? Then he's just not going to guess, and I'm going to get hit. Whatever. Whatever. This is a team sport, by the way. I don't know. I'm playing for All right, ready? Get uh, set. Are you ready? Go. Sword, blade, sharp. Oh, blade, hit her. Oh, I didn't see that. Next one. Let's go. Oh, I'm stupid. Oops. Um, ouch, bite, grass, plant. Ten seconds. Let's go. Next card. Hit her. What? Oh, man. Boom. Let's keep going. What? Me. Nicole. Oh, pickle. Nicole was two syllables. Hit her. Oh. All right, oh. let's go. Dang it. Her own name. Um, slay, work. Um, kill. Ten seconds. Hit her. Shoot. All right, oh, next. Man. Let's go. What? <laughs> Bike, gas, move, air. Pump. Pump. Okay. Right. We give her one. We give her one. All right. Give him a round or give him a round. You guys sit down now. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, why do we do that? What's the point of that? It was fun. Definitely fun. I think sometimes we can see Jesus or God as this guy with a bat ready to hit us whenever we make any little mistake. And many of you have grown up in that context where you see God as someone who's ready to act as a judge, jury, and executioner in your life. So what we do is we don't communicate with him. We're constantly in fear of him. Every little thing that we say, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So then it puts us in a frenzy because we're overwhelmed, we're frightened, we're scared. But we have to view God as someone that wants to listen to us. Like the teammate, right? Well, presumably, they're a bad teammate, it's a different story. But Albert was a good teammate. He's like, I'm trying to help. Please tell me what you're saying. I know I'm more smarter than you and wiser than you. This is God, not Albert. I'm more smarter than you and wiser than you. And I'm, I'm above you. I know I'm in a different world than you. But I love you and I care for you. And I'm going to sit here as you speak gibberish until I understand you. Because I care about you. Because I want a relationship with you. Because I love you. And this, this verse here really brings me so much comfort. As we go to the next slide. 1 John 5 verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He listens to us. Akuo, that word, remember the Greek word I just taught you? He actually listens to us. He's not pretend listening. He wants a relationship with you. So we're going to spend some time.
and conversation. We do these things called communion discussion. So we're going to break into small groups of two or three, and we're going to talk about this. And the questions that you can pick one or two, depending on what you want, doesn't matter, to discuss. So number one, what could your life look like if you listened first to Jesus before you listened to anything or anyone else? What would your life look like? Just imagine it. Use your imagination. Picture it. If you're not a Christian this morning or you're figuring out if you want to be, just try. Try to imagine that. Number two, how does it feel to know that God wants to listen to you? How does that make you feel? All right? So we'll do that for a couple minutes, and then we'll come back and close things out. So ready, break. All right, so we'll close with some action steps. And then uh, we'll, I'll pray for communion. So this week, maybe after the service today, I want you to think back over some interactions with others during the past week. Maybe even today, this morning at service. And think of a time when you did or didn't listen first. What were the results? What would have been the results if you had behaved differently? So we're going to reflect on that this week. And then two, apologize to at least one person that you failed to listen to this past week. And make time to actually listen to them. It could be a spouse. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. But we all have people that we fail to listen to. So let's go back and right those wrongs. And the next time you're in a conversation, listen before you speak. Understand and go out of your way to make sure that the person feels heard. Don't get caught up in the illusion that you know everything or have all the right answers. Or that you know nothing and can't contribute anything to the conversation. Be patient. And remember that listening, truly listening, builds trust. It's at the heart of God. And it's one of the greatest gifts that you can give anyone. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us here together. Man. I'm convicted by what I just said, Lord. Thinking about all the people that I haven't listened to this week, that I've fallen short in so many ways. Ultimately, we know that you listened to us. And we can have confidence that when we approach you, according to your will, you hear us. You made it so clear when you decided to die on the cross. You wanted to give us something that we could know, something that we can trust, that you'd be willing to give your life for us. If only we could just listen, Lord. I pray for the blood that you shed on the cross, your body that was broken on the cross, that we take this communion in remembrance of you and what you did and how you were patient and understanding and calm and just listened.
even on the cross, you were listening, Lord. I pray that those of us here who want to connect with you, who want to serve you, that we remember just the power in listening first. We love you. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.